Welcome back to another episode of Argue with the Wall. Today, I am diving into something completely different. Something I've never done before. Um, I don't know how I got this idea. Um, but I do know that it's something that I'm passionate about. And I enjoy talking about things that I'm passionate about, especially on this podcast. For example... Um, I have an episode all about Taylor Swift. I have an episode of all of the greatests of everything. So if you haven't listened to those, go ahead and check those out. But today I'm taking a new spin on talking about things that I'm passionate about. Because I am going to be teaching you guys, or maybe not teaching, but talking about um, U.S. history. Now, I have a bunch of disclaimers. I'll get into those. But I, at the end of the day, I'm a history buff. And if you've never taken a history class, which I feel like is extremely unlikely, but if you've never taken a history class, welcome to your first history lesson, where I'm going to be talking about everything that has happened in American history. Well, I take that back. I can't talk about everything in one podcast episode um, because that would, it would probably be like a 10 hour episode. Minimum. I could probably make a whole podcast show talking about American history. So this is basically like, you know, those videos where it's like the history of the world in 10 minutes. Well, it's going to be like that, but it's not going to be 10 minutes. It's going to be the normal length of an episode. But it's going to be extremely condensed. And I'm also going to explain it in a more like more fun way than you would typically learn in school because it can get really boring and they go into so much detail. And I find that it's extremely fun to learn things whenever there's references of like like just like um, modern lingo kind of thrown in there. My love for history was born whenever I was in 11th grade of high school and I took a AP US history class. Not only did I learn so much, I also just, the teacher that I had made it so easy to learn because he was so enthusiastic. He cracked jokes. He engaged us. Like he was one of the best teachers I've ever had. So, uh, Mr. K, thank you. You're awesome. I miss you. And I, um, that's kind of where the love formed. Now, I won't talk about the AP US history exam that I took um, because I don't think that taking exams equals the knowledge that you truly know and learn because people have test anxiety. And I am people. So, I also want to reiterate that I am not, I don't, my degree is not in U.S. history or history of any sorts or teaching or (coughs) um, like anything else. So um, that's extremely important for everyone to know. I have my, I have my notes here because if you guys think that I know every single detail of, of all of history, 
like the back of my hand, you'd be wrong. But I do know, I do know a lot of it, a lot of it, and I will be kind of uh, going through it. Now, um, disclaimer, like I kind of mentioned, this is not the entirety of American history. This is like, this is the big dogs. These are the big events that kind of go in chronological order that uh, bounce off of each other. Like this happens and this next thing happens because that thing happened that I talked about earlier. Kind of like that. I'm starting from like the 1400s. Okay. So another disclaimer. There we did not discover this land. There were Indians and well native the natives were there to begin with uh for about a couple thousand years but people think that uh there they were um about 30,000 years ago whenever earth was in its like ice age era basically where it was just like freezing all the time ice chunks everywhere that there was this landmass that people could walk across from a continent to a continent and they think that um these travelers they crossed this like giant piece of land now whenever we got out of this ice age era it melted and went into the ocean and we could no longer see it so but that was like about 30,000 years ago so little background on that Now, let's fast forward to about the 1400s, where we introduce Christopher Columbus, who we will learn to hate and despise. Um, 1942, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. A little background about him. He was um, born in Italy. He was born to a wool merchant. And when he was a teen, he got a job on a merchant boat. Okay. So that's kind of where his love for ships and shit kind of was originated. So during this time, a lot of European nations were sponsoring explorations because they had the funds to, because they wanted to, because why not? You know, I think they had some kind of idea that there were st- there was still shit to explore and they were just sending people out to, to do that. So, um... And they just, they wanted to colonize, grow the empire. That was, that was like the big thing. Just like, that's just always a thing with big, powerful countries just like always wanting to take over everything. It's really great. You'll find that as a common theme in history. He had a plan to reach Asia. Christopher. Chrissy, if you will. He had a plan to reach Asia to kind of find a new route because he's been on these ships He's like, this is, it's taking too long. I want to find a new way to do this. Um, and here's, here's my math. Here's my idea. Uh, so he essentially wanted to find new travel routes for um, ships whenever they do like spice trades and shit like that. And so he goes to some important people. He goes to England and Portugal He's like, here you go. This is my idea. This is what I'm thinking. And they're like, your math sucks. 
and uh, we don't want to do this, but thank you. No, thank you, but thank you. And which is true, his math was shitty, which I can't judge too much because my God, you give me a times table and I'm going to black out. So some important people from Spain were like, you want to know what? We have the funds and we don't know what to do with it. So we're going to send you in some couple in a couple busters um, to go do this because we want to continue our fame and fortune. And so um, and they told uh, Christopher that he could have like a, a share. So this is basically he's basically shark tanking his way to the new world. But he doesn't know it's the new world yet. He thinks he's going to Asia. Keep that in mind. So his exploration um, was to explore new routes in India, China, and Japan for spice purposes. But alas, Mr. Chris did not find a route to those areas, but he did find a whole new continent. So um, for him to steal and say, hey, I found this first. Give me it or we kill you. Um, actually, I'll kill you either way, so get the fuck out. That's what I wrote down. Um... Some more ships came from the Spanish, and they colonized areas known as Cuba, Ecuador, and Peru, that whole area. Now, Chris didn't know that he had just sprung up on what is now North America. He So whenever he got to what is America today, he saw the natives, the locals as he called them, and that's why he called the natives Indians because he thought that he was in India whenever he arrived here. Now, after further exploration, he was like, ah, we're not in India anymore. This isn't India. So, but the, the name Indians kind of just stuck. So to make matters worse, um, to make him worse, basically, um, he kept a journal of his voyage and in one of his, uh, journal entries, he gives a list of reasons why he thinks the locals, the Indians, should be enslaved. Um, just a horrible guy. Just just the worst. It's one of the worst. So this is all the time of the Colombian exchange where they straight they traded spices. Um, what's going on? Why is that Buster looking at me? They traded spices, food, grains, silks. They also traded slaves and diseases. So this is whenever we're starting to get the slaves over into this region. The New World is what they called it. Um, this is also where tobacco comes in. This is important to remember whenever we get to like the 17, 1800s. Um, so the rest of the world heard about this quote-unquote new world, um, this new land basically, and um, that the Spanish found. And remember whenever Chrissy went to uh, England and, and Portugal? And they said no. Well, they could have had it all. So now France comes over and they're like, don't mind if I do. I'm just going to take a little bit of this like eastern northern land if you don't mind. Thank you. Because it's every man for themselves at this point. Um, because they just, even though it was already occupied, they just didn't give a shit and <laughs> just took it. So some chaps from England come over and they settle on the southeastern coast so kind of where like uh virginia and north carolina like that kind of area uh because their king said king james the first he said here's some money go do something successful which eventually they formed 
uh, the Jamestown colony in Virginia, uh, which was the first successful English colony. This was in 1607. So this is also whenever we get Thanksgiving. I remember I was told in elementary school when I first learned about like the origins of Thanksgiving um, was not actually the origins. And you can imagine my dismay whenever I found out what actually happened um, during this time period. Like basically the white dudes were like, hey, do you want to trade? Uh, we have some cool stuff. Uh, we don't know how to like cook. We don't know how to hunt or whatever. Um, so can you like do that for us and we'll give you some shit. And the Indians were like, yeah, okay, sure. But it just ended up being just a full-on genocide. So that is also, one, once again, a, a very common theme. Um, so yeah, I didn't find that out till very many years later. Like, obviously you're not going to tell elementary schoolers that there was, they fucking, like, killed all of the Indians. But don't make me think Christopher Columbus is some fucking god. Jeez. So, now that we have had our first successful settlement in Jamestown, we get more and more more and more people are coming. They're all coming in. So we get our 13 colonies. New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, which I know one person that lives in Delaware. Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. So, King James says, "I'm going to split y'all into two already the london company and the plymouth company so we're already at a divide and it's only the beginning uh so the north was the plymouth company this kind of comes in a little bit later um of course there's a fly trying to get into my coffee what's fucking new i repotted some of my plants hoping that i would have my fly situation go away my gnat situation no nope so we're still dealing with that. So <clears throat> we got the slaves, tobacco, rice, all imported because the white dudes didn't want to pay for labor um, and they didn't want to do it themselves. So they enslaved Africans and brought more over when the tobacco and rice plantations were kind of taking off. The colonizers needed more money and military support from Daddy James because the English parliament, um, or in from the English parliament, so they decide, so the idea of independence hadn't, you know, really come in yet. Uh, there were, they had some next door neighbors. Uh, we had the French and Indian War and also the Seven Years War at the same time because remember how I said everyone just kept coming over and was just like, don't mind if I do, I'm going to take this land, I'm going to take this land. And since, um, the busters in the 13 colonies just felt like they were top dog. They're like, no, we're going to take this. So French and Indian War, um, you know, the French lose and we get new territory. So we're already starting to expand and it's like beginning middle eight or 1600s. So we get some of this territory that includes some middle-ish West states and a little bit of Canada. Um, even though England was a powerful country, the war that had just happened that we got all this land from, I mean, it lasted seven years, guys. Their bank accounts were empty, which I'm very familiar with. And so England was like, well, we can't just give up. We've gone this far with these colonies and taking over all of this new land. 
to us, new land to us. And so <laughs> they were like, why don't we just, why don't we just tax them? Those busters over there across the, across the pond. We're going to tax them because we need money and they can't do anything about it. And we're not going to tell them because I don't think they'll notice. This is the exact conversation King James had. He was like, I don't think they're going to notice. So I'm just going to create the Stamp Act and call it a day. This is 1765. So some of the settlers are like, what? What's going on? Because they're not Americans yet. They We haven't gotten our independence yet. So they're still English settlers in the New World. So the colonizers, if you will. So they were like what's um what's going on we didn't agree to this you didn't talk to our our person about this there was no communication extremely toxic relationship guys so uh to make things worse a year later the english government was like um hey massachusetts um i know you're the only person or the only area to have your own government but we're gonna take that away from you we're gonna take that away from you and that's it so everyone got pissed, obviously. And then they were finally like, you know what? I don't know what. I don't want to be controlled by them anymore. Finally, they fucking get the hint. So they're like, this is very toxic and I don't want to be a part of this. I'm being controlled and manipulated and taxed and I don't want it. So this is kind of whenever we start to get the idea and the congregation of independence. So. 1775 comes around a bunch of white busters get together and they're like what are we going to do how are we going to do it and do we actually want to do this is it realistic and they were like yeah okay you want to know what let's do it enter the american revolution 1776 baby america had the military but they were still babies so they were like um so they call up france they call up France and they're like, hey, babe, bonjour, bitch. Um, we need help because you remember how England like kicked your ass in the Seven Years War, the French and Indian War? Yeah, well, we hate them, too, and we want to kick them in the ass now. Are you down? Do you want to be besties? And France said, we. They said, yeah, I guess so. I could I could stand to use to kick some British ass. So here comes Daddy George Washington with leading the army and the Congress. And the bitch did it all. The bitch did it all. So we have the war. And then uh, a couple years later, we get the Treaty of Paris, which recognizes and legitimizes the U.S.'s independence from England, Great Britain. So you can imagine the chaos that occurred. Whenever everyone was like, okay, fuck, now what do we do? <laughs> what all of we've only known the uh, being having a king. That's all we've ever known. So now they're trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Okay. And we kind of get these federalist, anti federalist, uh, they're not political parties, but I guess that's like the closest thing I can really think of. Um, which. By the way, George Washington did not want political parties, nor did he actually even want to be president, by the way. So once everyone calmed down, the important dudes got together and they wrote the Bill of Rights, which is the beginning um, and a part of the Constitution as we know today. 
and also the important amendments. So, like, freedom of speech, religion, right to bear arms, this and that, this and that. Um, and this was in, this was ratified in 1791. So, you can, you can imagine how, you can see how long ago some of these were written. I just want to point that out, huh? Some of those amendments were written in a time when there was not even a thought of batteries. So, Georgie was besties with Alexander Hamilton, and he was like, hey, what, um, what's money? What are we going to do about that? Because, um, I'm not good with numbers, and I think you are, so you can figure that shit out. I'm not going to do that. Um, and Alex was like, okay, um, I guess. And so his ideas were not very welcomed. They, people were like, I don't like the idea of that. That doesn't sound great. But everyone knew that Georgie was trusting Alex. So you can all thank him for the bills and banks that we have today. So in 1803, the government was on a high and they felt like the shit. So Thomas Jefferson, president now, made a deal with France to purchase the Louisiana Territory. So he sent over James Monroe and was like, hey, James, here's 10 milli and go over there, talk your shit, have a drink and get us some territory, kind of the New Orleans area. Um, don't go over that, please. And France was like, you want to know what? Since we're besties, I for five more million dollars, I'm going to give you all of our territory. Because size does matter. They wanted us to expand and um, and grow our empire because we love the French. So now Americans have all of this land. They're like, why? Why stop there? Why are we just going to stop there when we can do more? We can do the most. Just your average, you know, uh, colonizers. Just stepping over everyone in their way. So now we're like middle beginning-ish of the 1800s. We're like in the 1840s. And here comes manifest fucking destiny where Americans thought and believed that they were destined to have all of this land. I like to say that it's just a justification for genocide and exploitation. Um, but yeah, they believe, they truly believe they were destined to explore and expand, um, in all of North America. Cause you know, that's just delusion at its finest. So during this expansion era, uh, there was a lot of butting heads because as we all know, as I have mentioned, this land is already occupied by the native Americans. They're already there. They have been there. They are the OG Americans. Like, they have had their tribes and their land set for thousands of years. But since Americans believed that we were just destined to have all of this land, they were like, I don't care what you say, and we have guns and money and power, and you don't. Whenever a bunch of, you know, militiamen, the white dudes, were trying to find and take all of this land... Um, they were like, I don't, you know, I don't really like these people. Um, they're not like us. 
And so the leaders were like, you want to know what? I know you don't like them, but maybe if we just force them to like our things and and do the things we do and believe in the things that we believe in, then maybe you can tolerate them because then they'll be just like us. Um, that didn't work out, obviously, because the Native Americans were like, we don't want to do that. We don't want to believe in the things that you believe in because that's not what we believe in. So they were like, no, thank you. And you can imagine how that went down. I'll give you one guess. Murder. So um, just thousands of Indians were displaced during this time period. This is also whenever Andrew Jackson was president. And he is just the bane of my existence. I hate this man. I hate this man more than anything. I don't know if I believe in hell, but I hope he's in it. Because just just the most narcissistic, arrogant fucking prick ever. Um, and fun fact, uh, every time there's a president in office, they and I don't know exactly when they started this, but the president can pick a previous president's portrait and hang it up in the Oval Office. So, um, and guess, guess who had Andrew Jackson's portrait in his office? You guessed it, Donald Trump. So, just wanted to, just wanted to throw that out there. So, Andrew Jackson is known for the Indian Removal Act. He hated Indians so much. Like, that is, his Jacksonian democracy is just, like, based on hating the Indians. So, this is also the time when we get um, the Trail of Tears. So, basically, the government was like, hey, we want this land. We will give you different land more out west. We just need you to get the fuck out right now. And we'll give you some money. Just please leave because this is our land now. Obviously, you know, they didn't want to leave, but they also were scared, I assume. So they were like, I don't really want to do that. Obviously, whenever they didn't want to leave for good reasons, they got killed by the militiamen. But some of them were like, okay, yeah, I guess if you're going to give us like different land, I guess we'll leave. So... They all, you know, form in a line and they march just like hundreds of miles um, at gunpoint. So that didn't end well. Murdered just thousands of Indians. Um, it was 20,000 of the tribe members that were marched westward at gunpoint, which formed the Trail of Tears. Yeah. So just in all, he sucked. Killed thousands of Native Americans under his presidency. Uh just the worst. So, now, going past that, remember how during the Colombian exchange we got all of this, like, tobacco and we were trading diseases and slaves and whatnot? Okay. So, now the South is booming during the, in the tobacco and cotton um, plantations in the industry. I need a little drink break. So, their, their system's booming. <laughs> their booming system's booming. And... This is probably this is around like the 1860s, beginning of the 1860s, and people are like, "I don't think I really like the way that that's happening." 
I don't think that slavery is is right. This is the northerner saying this. They're like, I don't, that doesn't feel right in my soul. So Abe Lincoln, now president, he's like, you want to know what? That's that's fair. I guess they're people too. So um, Abe Lincoln is like, hey, uh, you can't do that. You can't have those. That you can't do that anymore. And this southerners were like, no, this is my property. Fuck you. Don't touch my property because at that time, African Americans were seen as property, not even as people. Like, they truly believed they were just property. So, this is how the Civil War is born. Now we're, like, in the, we're in the 1860s, and um, regardless of what you hear, the Civil War was started on slavery. A lot of people today will say that, you know, um, it was because of taxes and this and that. At the end of the day, it was because of slavery, and so if you see the confederate flag um on anyone's license plate hat the flag in their yard don't talk to them don't go near them uh because they are 99 percent probably racist so um the u.s divides into two uh we got the union which is the north and the confederacy the confederates which is the south um Basically, the Union kicked the Confederates' ass, um, obviously, and the general of the Confederates, which was Robert E. Lee, was like, he called up Ulysses S. Grant, which is the North's general, calls him up. He's like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. This, we were waving the white flag. I can't do this anymore. Can we be done? And Ulysses is like, um yeah, we've kind of been waiting for you to say that, by the way. Uh, so they got together, signed their shit, um, which was, there was, there were some terms and agreements that Lee really didn't want to do, but they agreed. Um, Ulysses is like, I'll pardon your people, like the officers, Confederate officers, and we could just put this past us. As we know in the past, wars are not cheap. They cost a lot of money. So the country, mainly the South, is struggling. So this is when we get into the Reconstruction era. There's a lot of eras in U.S. history. I can tell you that much. So this is around, like, 1877. Um, This this is, like, the time where not only is the economy not doing that great, the South is, like, in poverty um, and black Americans are technically legally no longer slaves. You know, there was the Emancipation Proclamation um, and the 13th Amendment. So, they're legally no longer slaves. Now, um, southern farmers and slave owners uh, would find loopholes basically to still have the slaves kind of under under their arm so they would give them like little pieces of land on the farms or whatever and the slaves would still be doing like farm work but like they were compensated with like this two by two square of land so it it was a loophole but 
it's still not great. Okay? Not it's not it's no bueno in the South right now. So, um previous Confederate busters were still pissed that they lost the war. Um and this resorted to a lot of violence against Union soldiers and former slaves. So, once again, just domestically and economically, things were not doing very great. We're out of the constru- uh, Reconstruction Era. It did help with federal union along with other laws, including civil rights, which barely rights. But at the time, there were some laws and shit that was created, equality things, that kind of put us in the right direction. So as we come to more modern times, we... Um, we have completed during this time the transcontinental railroad system, um, which is important for when we get to the Gilded Age. Uh, so we got so we're into the Gilded Age. We got the Industrial Revolution. Things are being invented, and things are getting exciting. So during the Gilded Age was this time of money, gilded. The gold age. So we have the three main men during this time. We have Rockefeller, Carnegie, kind of Mellon, and J.P. Morgan. Those are the big kahunas. Those are the robber barons um, to get specific. So these guys had a shit ton of money and they didn't know what to do with it. Created a bunch of shit. Um, just very, 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 very wealthy. So... I mean, that's still today, like the Rockefeller tree thing in New York and Carnegie Mellon Library and University, J.P. Morgan Banks, like all, like it's just, it's still here today. So we were making good progress, getting the country back on track. Things were feeling a bit better. We're still, we're in like the late-ish 1800s right now. Um, But some people were like, yeah, we're doing good, but at what cost? Because these main these main men were just holding so much of the wealth. Like incre- like it's still kind of how it is today how there's just like you know, like so many people, so little people, um a few people hold so much of the wealth of America. So, some people, a.k.a. the um, muckrakers, were like, let's figure out what's going on here. There feels like a little bit of corruption. It feels like something's something's not right. They have so, Someone has a lot of money and we don't. So um, the muckrakers were the journalists and reporters who were kind of in charge and determined to uncover the filth that was going on. Um, behind closed doors, which is something that we still do today and we still see today. Think of it as like, you know, T channels on YouTube trying to expose Jaclyn Hill and the shit that went down with her makeup line, like kind of like that. Those those were muckrakers. So this is also kind of whenever the lower classes were like, we kind of hate you for having all of this fortune um, and you're not really doing anything about it like to help us so we're gonna go on strike this is whenever we get the labor unions 
and the strikes. Oh, no, we have no workers. And during this time, everyone wanted to work because everyone needed money, regardless of how much you're getting paid. But the people at the time were who had a job were like, you know, you're not treating us very nicely. It's very dangerous to work here and we're not getting money. So if you could just fix that because we know you have money, if you could just fix that, that would be really awesome. And this is mainly because the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad companies were like, hey, we know you're struggling, but we're going to take 10% of your salary away just for shits and gigs. Um, so the people were like on strike, which it, it didn't really work. It was called like the great upheaval or something. Um, it's kind of a flop because the big businesses were like, we can like easily replace you guys. You know that, right? Like we can just hire other people. So if you want to quit, then just quit. Like, we're not that worried about it. So it didn't really go as planned. Um, now to make things worse, remember Mr. Alex Hamilton's banks? Yeah, well, they're shitting the bed and so is kind of the stock market. It's on the struggle bus a little bit. Um, here comes Teddy Roosevelt. 1901, baby. We're in the 1900s. This is kind of the era where we get women's suffrage, uh, tax reform labor reform, fair labor standards, the whole shebang. Things are starting to get more progressive. We're we're in our progressive era. Things are looking well. Um, they're having a good time. The factories are starting to get better. People are getting paid better. Women have more rights than they did just a few years ago. It's great. Um, which <laughs> must have been nice then because now we're getting them taken back. It's too good to be true. Then we get involved in World War One for a hot second, for whatever fucking reason, uh, to assert our dominance. We were in there for a hot second. Nothing too important came from that. Uh, we were doing, like, this neutrality, isolation moment. Like, we're not getting involved. We don't want the drama. Um, and then last minute, they were like, meh. I guess we'll fuck around a little bit. We're doing good. So, now we're in the infamous Roaring Twenties, the 1920s. Bitches are getting cars. Women are becoming sluttier. Everything's good. Um, people are partying. People are drinking. Um, great Gatsby. Good things are going on. Um, but it's too good to be true, like most things, when things are going up and up and up and up, and then it just comes soaring down. Um, because the commies, the communists, were on the rise. They're, they have formed, and they were getting their message across the world. And uh, people were getting a little uncomfy with that fair enough um which basically formed the red scare where americans were just fucking terrified of russians and deported like a couple hundred russians at the time even though they might have not even been involved it was just kind of you know one of those one of those white people white american things um once again remember hammy's banks well they <laughs> were doing really well remember now they're going to shit the bed so then we get the stock market crash. Now, don't ask me what the stock market is and how exactly it works because I don't know. I will blatantly admit that. I'm not someone who you come to for the specific details of the stock market. I just know that people were putting in a bunch of money. Pretty sure it was JP Morgan put in a bunch of money and to, you know, for this one stock didn't work out now he's trying to sell it sell his stocks no one's buying it it just it wasn't good 
So now <clears throat> we enter the Great Depression. This is like the 1930s, 1929. No one has money. No one has a job. No one has food. Um, shit hit the fan. So we went from the roaring 20s to just one of the lowest points in American history, especially financially. So here comes Mr. Hoover, President Hoover comes in and he's like, oh, don't worry, guys, I got this. I know we're all we're in a bit of a uh, in a shithole right now. Don't you worry. I got this. And he made things worse. (laughs) He arguably made things worse. Um, he, he did a little, but not nearly enough. So now it's 1932. We have the election of 1932 and good old Franklin Roosevelt comes in and saves the fucking day. He comes in, he's, his election is, um, giving the American people a new deal and it provides some kind of light at the end of the tunnel for them because this is just one of the darkest times for Americans. You know, there's just, people are homeless um, people don't have jobs and there's no food. People are having a star ma- starvation. It's just, it's not a good time to be an American, which I feel like most of the things I've talked about so far, it's like most of it, it hasn't been that great to be, uh, an American for some people. So Franklin Roosevelt comes in and he, he made this promise to everyone that he had this new deal. He had all of these plans to get everyone out of this depression because it's, this is kind of towards like the endish of the, the depression. And he killed it. Franklin Roosevelt fucking killed it. He taxed the wealthy. He invented social security. He, um, he gave people light at the end of the tunnel and he delivered. He put on a Grammy winning performance and succeeded. So, Things are starting to look better. We're out. Of, we're kind of coming out of this depression, which I wish Roosevelt would just come and pick me out of my depression. Be really fucking nice. Um, things are looking up once again. Things get good. Now it's starting to get shitty. Remember the fascists, the commies, that those those people. Yeah. Well, the fascists are just on a rise. They are making moves and not good moves. They're not. They're. Good, good moves for them, I guess, but not for us. So, bitches are scared. <laughs> we are a little scared because we're like, I this isn't good. We don't agree with these ide like these ideologies. So now we have World War Two. Hitler comes in. This is the, you know, the time when that's it's mainly known for the Holocaust. So, Hitler basically hated Jews, um, for I don't know why for what reasons um but he killed millions of um people essentially jewish people extremely extremely tragic thing i won't even like you know try to make light of this just just the worst time in history truly and i can't believe there are people out there that think that it's not real i think that's delusional and psychotic so he is he's on a rise he's taking over countries killing millions and millions of people um and america was like the american people were basically like please i know this is bad but like can we please not do anything because we just got out of a depression and we cannot handle a war like we're just we're just getting better now 
so we kind of do this thing again where it's like World War One, where we're like, you know, trying to just keep our distance a little bit. We don't want to be too involved. We want to keep our distance, a little long distance relationship, the long D. Um, Great Britain becomes involved in the war and America's like, fuck, okay. I guess we'll get involved because essentially it was Japan that instigated the U.S. to get involved and uh, this is why they had resentment, Pearl Harbor in 1941. So we're, we're in the 40s now, okay? This is, this is that time. We're in the 40s. Um, as the U.S. is in Europe, this is like three years after Pearl Harbor, we have D-Day, which is when the troops stormed Normandy, France, um, and the troops is Harry Styles. <laughs> That's whenever he just climbed right up on the, uh, the beaches. God. He looks good. That's the movie Dunkirk. It's like based in that that time period. So if you want to learn more about it and you also want to look at Harry Styles, watch the movie Dunkirk. Great movie. So this not only was D-Day one of like the most remarkable invasions in history and still is today. Like it was the biggest invasion because it put together... Um, like air, water, and land. Like people were coming in from the water. We have people coming in from um, just like the land is what we've always known. And then we also had people up in the air. So huge win for the allies. So this really helped out the allies and honestly was one of the biggest turning points into ending the second world war um, in freeing countries that were taken over by the Nazis, the fascists. So post-World War II, the Soviet Union and the U.S. are beefing because the U.S. kind of played a huge role in, um, you know, ending the Holocaust, kind of ending the whole shebang. So the Soviet Union is like, <clears throat> we <laughs> we hate you. Um, and the U.S. is like, well, we hate your commies. We hate that you guys, you know, we don't like that you're communists. And the Soviet Union's like, I don't give a fuck. We hate that you're capitalists. We don't, we don't, why you, we don't want that. So, fuck you. Here's a subtle bomb threat and weird tension for the next few years. Now we have the Cold War. Um, this isn't good tension either, by the way. This isn't like the sexual tension you get in Enemies to Lovers books. This is like tension between two countries that's like, hey kids, you know, let's practice what would happen if we got a bomb threat from Cuba during school hours like not good not good tension bad tension so the u.s and the and its besties its allies were a little scared of stalin's communist era his reign and wanting to bring it over to the u.s take over because we've we've worked hard to get where we are we started as just little 13 little colonies and now here we are with a whole a whole kind of continent not even close but you know what I mean. A whole landmass, okay? So the U.S. and its besties got together and formed NATO, which is this treaty basically saying, hey, if shit hits the fan and one of us gets attacked, like, you guys have to have my back. So they basically just form an alliance, and that's what we have is today with uh, NATO. They're just pinky promising that they're going to be besties and be loyal and faithful. Cold War ends, Soviet Union collapses, and they said, all right, later skater so enter the 1960s when this is kind of this civil rights 
era. This is the time when people are fighting for um, minority rights, specifically black rights. Um, it's kind of like what we saw in 2020 when that was just the main focal point. That's what everyone was talking about. There were, you know, protests and unfair treatment. Obviously, it was a different time uh, because in the 60s, there was just like, you know, you know, there was so much segregation. And um, in 1954-ish... I don't know. I think I just made that up. But it's in the 1950s. We have the Brown versus the Board of Education, which is what made it legal for black students and white students to go to school together. So that was a thumbs up for progression. But there's still so much that they are still fighting for in the 60s. Um, Side note, I don't want to belittle this era or this decade or this time in American history. Like I kind of said in the beginning, this there are so much more detail in all of these events that I haven't touched on. So if I haven't, you know, talked about something that you're like, wait, Lily, you forgot about this. I know. I know I did. And I deeply apologize. But just know that this era is incredibly crucial to history. I mean, all of these are. But, like, I don't want people to think that I'm just, like, brushing over these extremely, like, important um, events in history so I just feel the need to reiterate that so things were pretty chill from the 70s to the 90s we got good music good fashion um in terms of like pop culture um we started getting supermodels uh women started you know getting sluttier as they should um and that's about it so now we're like we're we're in the 2000s so in 2001 September 11th, 2001, I'm sure I would hope all of you listening um, know about 9-11, the 9-11 attacks. And if you don't, well, then I will just give you a brief overview. Basically, some people in a group from Al-Qaeda was, um, their mission was to hijack some planes and kill, like, everyone. Well, not everyone, but, like, everyone on the plane make their statement, basically, because they hated America. Um, so they hijacked some airplanes, flew into the Twin Towers in New York City, the two World Trade Centers, um, and they hijacked another plane. The passengers tried getting control of it. It ended up uh, crashing in Shanksville, PA, and into, like, a just a, a random field. Um, and then also into the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. I think people, like investigators, were they assumed that the one that landed in Shanksville, PA, was, um, they were, it was going to head towards the Capitol or the White House. So that's how that um, ended in there. This resulted in the Iraq wars, the war on terrorism, if you will, um, lasted for I don't even fucking know how long. Way too long. Really, really long war. Um, There's just a lot of controversy, basically, around if it was necessary. We lost a lot of people in that war. Uh, Similar to the Vietnam War, where people are kind of like, what was the fucking point of this? Um, And now here we are. If you don't know history that's happened in the past, like, five to ten years, I don't know what to tell you. Because it's like... 
you know, where have you been? Unless you just got out of a coma. And then if you just got out of a coma, then, and you're, this is what you're listening to, then <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Welcome back. I'm, I'm glad to see that you are coherent. Um, but yeah, that's it. In under an hour, I got through U.S. history. <laughs> now, if any, if I misspoke on anything, because I'm trying to like get through the whole thing without taking three hours. If I misspoke on anything, please forgive me, because um, there's a good chance that I did. Um, and if, yeah, that's basically what I wanted to say, because I was saying something earlier and I was like, wait. I feel like I just misspoke and that's not the right thing, but I just like kept going with it. So just want to throw that out there. But all in all, that is basically U.S. history in a nutshell. I certainly hope that this was a lot more fun than reading a textbook or whatever. So thank you so much for listening. This was fun. I love talking about this shit. Um, This was a nice refresher in my mind to talk about this stuff and... Ah, it was a good time. Also, side note, um, this is, you know, this comes out on the 8th. Also, if you haven't noticed, I am starting to do uploads on Wednesdays because I'm a sucker for alliteration and I like the idea of Argue with the Wall Wednesday. Just sounds better than Tuesday. So I'm uploading Tuesdays or Wednesdays now, um, which... When you're listening to this, if you first listen to it whenever it comes out, you're listening to it on the 8th. And next week, I will be in Florida. So there will not be a episode next week, I think. Who knows? Maybe I tell you that. Maybe I'm gaslighting you and there will be one. Guess you're just going to have to follow along. Follow the pod. Follow the Instagram. And find out. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're listening onto whatever, follow it, rate it, like it, and uh, follow the pod on Instagram and argue with the wall, but the width is a W. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, you little history nerds. Congratulations. You now know the history of America. So I'll catch you guys next time.